It's really hard being in this space. I think everyone thinks you're, when you're trying to do good, that you're doing good everywhere. And it's really hard to do good in everything you're doing. So you, you often come under scrutiny on that. But um, we're loving learning about where we can grow and improve on all that stuff. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora. welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations with me, your host, Andy Dixon. Since the last episode came out, I've had COVID and isolated with the family. Uh, I've become a last minute, just in case, backup celebrant for a wedding, uh, only to find out that I wasn't needed a couple of hours before the wedding because the celebrant didn't catch COVID. I've been having so many awesome conversations with ordinary people who are making this world a better place to be, and I can't wait for you to hear them all. Uh, there's musicians, business people, chiropractors, uh, people doing food rescue and support for the poor and homeless. It's all coming your way soon on Down to Earth Conversations. If you've spent any amount of time in Christchurch, you may well have heard of or even been to the Addington Coffee Co-op. It's a cafe in Addington, Christchurch, that has developed a great reputation as a cafe and also as a business doing good. So it was there that I headed this week to talk to one of the founders and one of the overseers of the cafe and its ever-growing associated entities, Age Palmer. Age has been involved in the cafe since it was just an idea and has been integral to the whole journey along with an ever-changing team of amazing people who keep the kaupapa, the heart of the place, alive. Age and I found a quiet place in an office in Addington Coffee, and we talked about how it all started, what the journey has been like, balancing business with a desire for justice and making a difference, and how the business and its connected entities have grown and been reshaped over the years. It's inspiring, it's pragmatic, and it's certainly heavy on care for people, this is episode 49 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Age Palmer. Kia ora, Age Palmer. Good morning, nice to be here. No here, who, who are you, where are you from, you know, what makes Age Palmer who he is? Oh, that's a that's the hardest question for <laughs> yeah, <a> start. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, look, I'm li- living here in Ōtutahi, Christchurch, and I've born and bred here, grew up here, travelled a little bit around the around the world, doing various things, um, and um, married a couple of young girls who keep me on my toes. Yeah. And um, how old are they? They are eleven. Feels like she's fifteen though. Yeah. And um, and eight. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, Ours so. are nine and ten, so nice. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good stage actually. So, um, and yes, I, I work in Addington and live live about two blocks away from where I work. So, nice. my commute's pretty good. Um, although there are roadworks going outside, so I've got like about a thirty second detour to work <laughs> now, which is you know, yeah, I'm finding finding hard. Um, and so I actually I used to be a musician. So, well, a drummer actually. So yeah, that's done. If that counts as musician or not, you know, drummer jokes are plenty um, <laughs> for years, and then. You know, I've just fallen into things over the years and ended up um, being part of Addington Coffee Cup and its associated brands and businesses and, and I'm running the kind of New Zealand part of that whole yeah, cool. enterprise now. And um, yeah, so I live, live in Addington, still play a bit of music, I love jamming with my, my kids so I'm starting to get into it as well. Cool. And uh, yeah, I think I think the last 
20 years since I've just talked, talked about what I used to do have just gone so fast and yeah. there's been a lot of water under the bridge and yeah. so I'm looking forward to this conversation actually to yeah, reflect nice. on it actually so yeah nice thanks for forcing me to take a take a break and think it's been yeah good. cool yeah oh my pleasure it's a pretty cool age when you get to like start playing with your kids yeah yeah instead of just watching them play isn't it that's yeah. right yeah so I'm not sure how long that'll last and when I won't be fun to hang out with anymore but for yeah now, for now it's good actually time. I thought yeah. that the other day as I, I picked up my one of my daughter's from school because the other one was at home and as we we're walking out she held my hand and I thought oh, I better cherish this as long yep, as I no, can it, ends, it, ends, it won't be yeah. long before dad's not cool enough to hold hands with on the way out of school so um, yeah so uh, Addington Coffee Co-op that's where we are at the moment we're adding a little office so that we're yeah, not too sorry, noisy sorry, yeah, even to, though yeah. the, the environment in there is so much nicer firstly it's a bloody good cafe I think we're, we're going to talk about all the good that you're doing but actually First and foremost, this is a cafe that people love. Um, and secondly, it's a cafe that is, is linked in, like you said, with some partnering kind of um, businesses and things. And on your website, you talk about an upside-down business model. Um, so it's a cafe, it's a good one, but it's got a bit of a difference. So we'll explore a bit of that as we go. Um, how did it all start? Um, yeah, so it's a long story, I think, really. But I think it all started um, probably with a visit to, to India, actually, to Kolkata. Yeah. For me, it would have been 2006, actually. So yeah. I think I was just newly engaged, and yeah. we thought we'd go to India to visit um, some people over there. So we visited uh, Freeset, which is yep. an outfit over there, um, and and saw what was well, I saw in part of the world I'd never seen yeah. as well. Just was and was quite confronted by that, um, and also saw what was happening um, from a community point of view and a business point of view that could be could be doing doing good that business could be a, a bit of a force for good and that um, you're living life in a community could actually be how you live your life could be part of that change as well. And so then when we came back here with a, a bunch of other other friends, we moved into this neighbourhood in, in Addington and thought, oh, let's sort of work, live and play in the neighbourhood and be part of making this community um, yeah, a better community, yeah. whatever that might look like. And uh, so you know, various things have been, have been part of that and um, I guess there was was a thought that economics and the, the economy is a is a part of the fabric of any community and any city mm. and of course the whole world and so being a part of a, a positive force in that mm. could be a good thing and so we um, yeah we ended up uh, wanting thought we, a, a business would be good what could that business be um, and we ended up starting a cafe. So um, we're not cafe people. We weren't like, we, we want to start a cafe. We were like, what could be a good business yeah, right. that would be able to affect change and connect people? And, you know, we thought, well, it sells products and it has a whole lot of people involved in coming to it and it can employ people and it obviously has a supply chain that reaches into different parts of the world as well um, that we could bring some positive, um, positive change to through where we choose to purchase coffee from, for instance. And so, yeah, we started this, started this cafe so I can keep talking for about mm. 10 years on that if you want I but, guess yeah what, what were your hopes at that stage like did you did you ever imagine it would turn into like one of Christchurch's most loved cafes or huh. no I mean <laughs> I know, like it's nice to hear those words and I think um, I think we're gosh at least I think it's 14 years we're in now so we've survived which is the actually first five years massive. which apparently is yeah. the you know if you survive five years you, you might live longer in hospital yeah. Um, and no, look, we didn't. We, I remember we even said, look, if we refurbishing the place was was a whole lot of 
blood, sweat and tears and fun. And we got to know so many people in our community along mm. the way doing that. And I remember us saying, like, if we never even open, it felt like that sometimes, you know. Well, this, this journey's been, been worth it. <laughs> and so, of course, you have hopes that it will be awesome, and, but you just, you don't know anything, mm. anything in life. So we're, we're ambitious. And I think um, we've always strived to do a good job and mm. care, acknowledge our shortcomings as well quickly and try and fix them. And we still try and do that to this day. Mm. And I think, um, and it, so having that, that clear focus and a clear focus on excellence, so not trying to just get through, actually yeah. do a really good job with whatever we're doing um, has been important to us. And there's a bit of luck in there as well. Like in any, in any enterprise, there's a bit of right place, right time. And look, did the right people happen to drive past at the right time? And mm. they told their friends. And so um, all that's mixed up that we're still here. Living yeah, and breathing, yeah, yeah cool. and um, earthquakes and and COVID later, and you yeah. know, I think um, that almost feels normal. Can I say <laughs> the, the roller coaster ride? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's really interesting talking about it because it has been a long, a long time, and it yeah. does feel like yesterday. Still, I was paint stripping the bricks. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you keen to do that again soon? Um, no. Well, that was pretty satisfying. It's sort yeah. of like visual progress was good on yeah. that one, you know? Yeah. And it is a really cool space. You yeah. Know, it's one of those spaces that you come into and it just feels homely. It feels like you just want to chat with someone. We've always said we want it to be that home away from home feeling, which yeah. is a cliche, but, um, so that it was, it was nice, different, but also you don't come and feel out of place in it, yeah. you know? Um, as well so we're I, lucky the building lends itself to that i love yeah. too that the like the cope up at the heart of what you're doing actually influences some of your little decisions as well like uh, you know i just went and had a hot chocolate and when i order you get a, a country flag and you've got that you know that heart for the world sure heart for yep. those overseas and that's represented in what what i put on the table to get my drink delivered yeah sure to me, yeah no, that's all part that's, of it too from day one uh, although the flags were literally, well, what are we going to do for table numbers? Yeah. And we, well, the flags. But yeah, no, it brings that, that global awareness too. So, that, yeah. I mean, in terms of our, our values, is a lot more than just mm. making a good cafe run, So, um, which I can go to, into yeah. now if you want. Yeah, there's another it. question coming. But um, yeah, and, and, and there's other businesses that, that tag into that too. But we've, we've sort of operated it on what we like to say four basic operational values. Mm. They're not. Um, you know, sort of philosophies on how to run a business, but for us it's been that it has to be profitable and that it is mm. a business, um, that we redistribute that profit. So as, as owners, um, profit is not taken out for personal gain. You get paid if you work, but um, so that's redistributed yeah. locally and globally. Um, that we're good employees, we create good jobs here and help create good jobs overseas through the supply chains that mm. we are involved with. Um, and a little bit more... Um, qualitative but that sense of belonging so belonging is a really important thing for us and whether that's our staff or our, mm -hmm. our, our customers our community even our suppliers uh and and of course our global connection and belonging is is an, is an important mm -hmm. thing so you know those are the things that i try to run through as filters when i'm making decisions is this going to help those four things and you know, we're fostering a sense of belonging with our staff, with our customers, and if we're not, oh, what do we do to fix that? And yeah, it's been helpful to have those. They're not yeah. everything, but they've, they've kind of just stuck and they've been useful filters to decide things on. So yeah. yeah. With it being a business model, uh, like that's something that, that 
I've heard you talk about before that it's not a charity. You know, you haven't set yourselves up as a charity. You, you've actually set yourselves up as a business that is profitable. And actually being profitable, like you said, is actually important because you can't do the generosity stuff that you guys do right, yeah. without being profitable. Yep. Um, but even, you know, you say you, you don't take money as owners out of the business, but you, like it is important to you guys that you're paying people fairly for, for their work that they're doing. You right. know? So again, you have to be profitable to do that. And, you know, you, I see so many people that have got a heart for doing good, but there's almost this feeling like to do that, I have to give up on having a salary or, you know, I have to give away everything or, and, you know, there's some people who can do that and that's amazing. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, like how, how has that been for you having that kind of business focus and, um, and as opposed to the charity kind of mindset? Yeah, I think it certainly um, forces your decisions to be a bit more sharp. Yeah. A bit more sharp, a bit sharper. Um, and that, uh, yeah, so you're making decisions from, you know, really com- in a commercial, with a commercial lens all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so th- there's a spectrum, though, from full charity to, to full commercial and yeah. somewhere in between as well. Yeah. There's that social enterprise buzzword. And there's a, there's a spectrum on that, and I think... Uh, I don't know exactly where we sit on that. Um, there's certainly been a lot of charity along the way mm. from people who work in the business, um, and everyone's everyone's got different abilities to yeah. be charitable and how much they can work um, uh, for a less than market rate. And for some people, that's that's not possible, and for others, it is. And so, um, so in that sense, it's not full commercial. Yeah. But in, in in some senses, like it it. Ex- We've, we've set it up so that it can operate like that too. And mm. so if uh, someone's managing something and they're happy to, happy to t- take a pay cut because they really yeah. believe in it, that, that, that's nice of them. Um, but yeah, our business model is, has been set up to, to be able to be self-sustaining. Mm. And that's hard to do. Yeah. And year to year, that's, that's hard to do. Well, especially in hospital too. Yeah, and right now it's, it's a squeeze for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every business is... Face, every business faces squeezes and mm. at certain times in that cycle, you know, cycle of business. So, um, yeah, but I think it feels like, you know, we haven't got a, you know, a big safety net of charitable funding coming in yeah. front and centre. So it's forced, you know, you have to make decisions that yeah. work. And so efficiency is important and mm. yeah. So interesting, I, in a, my first episode this year, I talked to Stephen Moe, who's a lawyer yeah. and, you know, one of the things he's, looking at is drafting and proposing some sort of legal category for businesses like yourselves mm. that don't fit a full business model and don't fit a full charitable model because there's nothing at the moment like legally speaking um, and yeah I see that all around the place as well you know there's businesses who are doing what you're do- the sort of things that you're doing but there's kind of not a category for you um, and so then you you know are you a social enterprise are you a social impact business or you know all these other words that we love around. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah but actually you know in the end you're a business that's doing good and and that's great you know and, and that's never bothered us what the label is yeah. it's like and rightly or wrongly that's just the way we've set it up <laughs> and so we've just run with it and mm. um, just like you were saying before you push record you work with what you've got and you know i think our, our vision has been has been out there and we've been focused on that and the label people have called us a charity or a business or a social enterprise it hasn't it hasn't been important to us 
um, to define us. I think it's yeah. probably more we are what we are, <laughs> and, yeah. and different people will view that differently. I think so. Yeah. Um, I guess similar lines of, of questioning, but um, another thing I've heard you say is that people and profit are not mutually exclusive. And I think, again, that goes to back to the question around charity stuff that people have a mindset sometimes that profit is kind of like the enemy of, of caring for people. Mm. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Gosh, big question. I mean, no, I mean, I think there's a... If you're running a business, you need, you need to be profitable because how are you reinvesting in your business, you know, to grow it, uh, to sustain it, to improve it. And I think uh, the, one of the biggest issues we're seeing in society at the moment, and I'm not the only one saying that for sure, is, is inequality. Mm. You know, and so um, it, it's the disparity between yeah. too much and not enough that that causes a lot of our problems in society, and um, you know, is really a, a you know a big social justice issue. Yeah, and so that can be addressed in. in a lot of ways, you know, and we see that in from legislation to, um, you know, philanthropy and, and all sorts of, sorts of things, you know, like there's, there's, there's pay, pay gap or pay ratio laws, I think, in one of those Scandinavian countries, you know, there's, there's talk of those sort of things here. So I think yeah. it's all about that, that balance and, um, yeah, we certainly are not against, against profit. I guess we're against profit at the expense of other people's yeah. livelihoods. And globally, that's a massive problem. Yeah. It's a problem in New Zealand, for sure, but globally, it's huge in terms of trade and the imbalance of, mm-hmm. of access to markets and power and, yeah. and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's another whole team podcast. And for you, for, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that, <laughs> yeah. that affects things like, for you, like supply chains and things, doesn't it? Yeah, totally, and which we're not perfect on. And, and um, yeah, so coffee's been one of those, um, you know, and we're, we're the whether you're talking about fair trade certified or not, we're, talk, we're talking about uh, a, a grower is actually getting what they need to survive and produce a quality product. And there's various arguments around whether, you know, pure supply demand economics will make that work. But um, it's a complicated world in that, you know, and right now we're seeing all sorts of pressures on those coffee growers that if that happened here, we'd be reaching out to support our farmers. I think yeah. more, there's, there's frosts in Brazil, for instance, climate change is causing havoc. Um, you know, those sort of yeah. things are just not like, oh, we'll fix that with supply and demand, everyone plant some more coffee plants and harvest them next year. It doesn't work like that. So yeah, for us, that addressing those, those things are important. Same with the apparel side of things, we're um, actually creating jobs which are good and life-giving and healthy rather than just mm. the race to the bottom, I yeah. think, as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of work to do there for all of us, us included, you know. Yeah. So we, it's really hard being in this space. I think everyone thinks you're, when you're trying to do good, that you're doing good everywhere. And yeah. it's really hard to do good in everything you're doing. So yeah. you often come under scrutiny on that. But um, we're loving learning about where we can grow and improve mm-hmm. on all that stuff. And I think, yeah. I mean, that, that's a hard thing too, where it's about the fact that you want to and that you're committed to learning about it and then making decisions based off that learning mm. as opposed to being perfect yep. and waiting till you're ready to be perfect before you do anything. Because um, again, I, you know, I've met people who have some great ideas, but they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know quite enough yet to get into it. It's like, just 
the ball doesn't roll until you start rolling it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yep. So you, you talked before about how you do a lot of um, redistribution of the profits, mm-hmm. and um, for for a long period that was kind of was it seventy percent that you were committed yeah, to giving yep. away, and and what did that look like? Where were you redistributing it to? Yeah, and, look, and then the seventy percent came from. I believe it was from looking at what the coffee cops overseas at Origin would do with some of the uh, premiums they got, and they'd split it 70-30 between the community and growing the business kind of thing. Mm. So we're like, oh, if they're doing that, we'll do that too. So, yeah, <laughs> so right. we keep 30% to, you know, buy new, mm. new equipment and whatnot. Yeah, so that's 70%. You know, over the years, it's gone to various things locally, so some local things in local schools, um, and then overseas to, um, back, back to, for instance, coffee growers has been one of them, um, helping with um, building some new buildings, helping planting planting new plants, um, and going into their their I guess their social um, or community development mm. funding pool. Um, and more recently, our focus has been on India and our partners over there. So helping helping um, yeah helping fund and seed and grow the mm. the businesses that we partner with over there. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, it's certainly it's a nice thing to talk about the money. Like, yeah. everybody can latch onto it, um, and it's certainly not everything. It's it's helpful, I think, mm. and it's uh, I guess it's symbolic that okay, a big whack of money's going where it wouldn't normally go. Um, but actually, that's the it's the the work on the ground that that's important, and the relationships mm. and the the lives that are changed that really matter. Yeah, not the fact that. You're not, few, you're not patting yourselves on the back. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's a sense mm. of like, this is good and like, I'm, I'm passionate about doing that and it's my part to play mm. in that. But I think, yeah, I'm always just reminded that that money has to get translated into mm. into transformation. That's a double transformation. But you know, like, and what does that look like and how can that be done well? And mm. um, yeah, it's easy to stop at the, the figure and go, oh, this has been raised. Yeah. What does that look like in terms of um, lives changed and yeah. Um, yeah. People be able to make their own steps for growth yeah. forward. Yeah. And so you you started it after having that experience over with FreeSet mm. in India. What's the relationship with them been like over the years? Like you've you've stayed that stayed as part of the yeah. So we the business we ended up being the the Australasian I think distributors for FreeSet for know, the last twelve or thirteen years, and so selling products in Australia, New Zealand. Yep. Um, so a lot of apparel, t-shirts, and uh, as, as a staple, and then like you know, bags, conference bags, tote bags, custom custom products as well. Uh, and so, yeah, that once again been business. We've sold that stuff, um, and to you know, organisations, businesses, individuals, and then uh, that has been run like a business. And any any profit that's been made has been you know split. That's per that 70, 30, mm. 30 thing as well, um, and redistributed. So, yeah, that's been our relationship uh, with Freeset. And more recently, that's been Joya, as, as Freeset's mm. folded into this, this new movement called Joya, which is um, still based out of West Bengal in, in, in India. And so we, we're also Joya New Zealand, and mm. we partner with Joya in India and then Joya in the, in the US at the moment as well. Mm. And... Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of community uh, initiatives going on over there. And for us here, our, our role is, once again, is to hit the, hit the business side of it and, 
and sell things. So uh, it's one of those things where we just we're focused on our job is to sell things and to people that need them, and through that, uh, good good things happen. So we, mm. we're really focused on doing that, whether that's the, the clothing or the coffee or mm. uh, yeah. So and and I mean you've got like as part of Joya, there's the the co-op here. Mm-hmm. There's what was free set yep. over in India, but you've also got an Addington store here. Yep. Um, you've got Common Good Coffee. You know, there's there's a whole lot of other we bits like to and start pieces. A brand every year, you know? I was going to say, yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do you just have this like desperate need to keep making new stuff, <laughs> no. is it, or is no, it is it just been really natural progression? There's been just there's been you know, um, it's it's taken a while to be you know to become joya here yep. for for the apparel side, um, and so there's a bit of consolidation there. The Addington store is just a, it's a gift shop inside the cafe, really. But that was a we thought that's a it's a space that became available post earthquake. We had to knock down a, a brick wall, and we thought, oh, we could just put more more tables and chairs in, or we could actually make this a gift shop, bookshop, and there's a certain bent to it as well in terms of what it's what's in there. Um, but it's it's been a little shop that could actually you know like mm. it, it it's in the black and um it's really wouldn't work by itself yep. but it really adds value to the cafe yeah. as well so um it's terrible because you just want to read every book that's in there and yeah you end up spending far too much money on books um and then yeah our latest uh sort of carve out is common good coffee which we've roasted coffee you know since we started but recently we've partnered with um, some friends up in. Uh, Wanganui and uh, Auckland as well uh, to really found this brand of coffee and um, sell it as much as we can yep. throughout New Zealand as well. And so the money from the coffee, yeah, five dollars a kg from it goes towards Joya. So it's a cool. Um, so it's like tapping yeah. it, tapping into things that were already part of your wheelhouse. That's right. Yeah, but now there's more reach for it because now reach. If, it, if other cafes start yeah. selling that brand. Yep. then that's making money for Joya as well. That's right, yeah. And so it's been awesome just partnering with other people too and getting out of a little world. It's helped sharpen mm. us out of our little cottage industry, roasting here um, mm. as well and, and seeing, seeing that grow as well. So mm. yeah, I think we've just ticked over today, I just sent an email out, we've just ticked over 100 grand being generated from that coffee being awesome. sold, which um, once again, it's a figure, but it's you know something to celebrate that. Yeah. Uh, just a simple change of choosing the coffee you drink yep. has been able to do that as well. So, um, yeah, totally linked in with with joy in terms of what it does and and its why, I suppose, is, mm. is, is the key thing. Um, and so, so what difference have you seen it making for in real people's lives? Yeah, so I think uh, there's there's a lot of initiatives that Joy is involved with over over in West Bengal, and um, so obviously employment's one of them. Um, and that's you know the products that we sell here that creates jobs um, well obviously we've got to keep selling things mm. and selling more things to be able to sustain those jobs and so we're really passionate about making that business sustainable mm. um, but also carving out the the community um, transformation and, and development um, aspects of that that are you know they're separate from the business a job you, you can you know you can get better healthcare and not be employed perhaps. So there's a, yeah, there's right. a separation there. So Joy's involved with, you know, it's early days um, and, and it's been an interesting time with COVID over there as well for all of us, but um, it certainly had an impact over there. Um, and so, I mean, last year there was a big COVID response. So it was really just about getting through 
keeping everyone's jobs despite the order book being shut um, or empty. Um, making sure that you know there was there was access to healthcare mm. um, and access to critical healthcare in a few instances, which is a bit scary, but um, mm. turned out all right, which is good. And then making sure you know there's food um, for people who you know yeah. not earning money or um, enough money or have lost jobs elsewhere. Um, and then more recently, a big thing has been education, and so looking at that you know, next generation and the generation beyond that to. Um, mm. yeah, just like you know, like you and I and our children, they vibrant, intelligent humans that deserve a chance at being amazing. And so, education is such an amazing um, mm. thing. We often take for granted. We hate school. Oh, there's too much homework. Um, so to be able to create opportunities for education is is the latest uh, push over there. And mm. so that's something that needs money to to resource yeah. and, and provide access to. Yeah. That's cool too, that it's yeah. you're not just doing stuff that helps right now, but you're doing stuff that's going to help into the future. That's um, right, yeah. And help setting up these kids for the chance to be more than if you weren't involved. Um, and trying to do that. So there's local empowerment, and that yeah. takes time. This is, you know, it doesn't happen immediately, but you're know, very aware that that's really important as well um, mm. that you know 10 15 years what does that look like and we're not there you know um and so making sure that that's that we, that wheel is is always pushing towards local mm. you know so locally not, so you're not doing the white savior oh thing. yeah i mean and of course you are <laughs> but but you go and eyes wide open to that and always critiquing that you know yeah. looking at that so um yeah yeah certainly there's something about seeing young you know children going to school when they may not have um, and you know and being smarter than you at maths <laughs> it's like really funny <laughs> and really awesome so um, you'd be cool yeah. to see in five and ten years what that looks like too yeah yeah cool when you look back over the last kind of 14 years of of the coffee co-op what are some of the kind of standout moments for you oh gosh that's that's a fun one um, I actually really like building the place yeah like it was the journey is the destination a little bit like cool. and i think it bonded us as a as a bunch of friends um we argue on a few things i'm sure um and it was that, it was that sense of like you can you can actually do things with if, if a bunch of people come together and are, are determined to to get somewhere you you often can and despite what it might seem impossible so i always look back at those years and think Never thought we were going to get there, and we did. Mm. Um, and I think that's been formative, pushing through some other glass ceilings too in, in recent years. Um, I don't know. I would just say every day I turn up, and I'm grateful to see that place mostly full yeah. <laughs> of people, and um, really just grateful for that because it's a pretty competitive, competitive market. And um, yeah, I'm grateful that, that that wheel's turning, and that our staff tend to, you know, just they're the ones that hold that and make that happen and they bring they bring the vibe <laughs> and so I, I'm, I like that, that that culture is has kept being passed down from as yeah. staff have turned over as well yeah um, and that's been important to us so mm. yeah yeah I love turning up to work every day walking and getting my coffee and like yeah this is amazing yeah mm. never thought this would still be going so yeah yeah, yeah and I've known a bunch of people that have worked here over the years and, yep. and the sense you get is that this is actually a cool place to work you know people really enjoy being part of it 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, look, there's moments that are stressful for sure, but um, yeah, I think we we care. I think we care about each other, and I, well, I think we say to the crew, I say, "If we turn up every day and care, we'll be all right." Mm. You know, the day we turn up and we don't care anymore, that's when things start to fall apart. And anything yeah. you do, isn't it? You know. Yeah. I mean, and I, that's just good. A good business practice. Oh, good. You know, good. I can tell you care about practice. these podcasts. You yeah. know, like if you didn't, it would be boring questions and unemotive, <laughs> yeah. unemotive tone of voice. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. If someone was, you know, pondering starting something with the social impact kind of focus, what would you say to them? Yeah, um, I think clearly, whatever way you want to frame it up, clearly define what you're aiming for and why, you know, I mean, you want to go down the Simon Sinek, you know, why, how, what, mm. um, whichever order it is, I know the why's at the top, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I think that stuff's really important because it, the dr- mission drift will come, and so you want to know what, why you exist, yeah. um, and then figure out how you're going to get there and be realistic and and get some, dis- not dissenting, but don't surround yourself with yes people, mm. uh, you know, some people that are going to, critique your plans and be real you want the realists you want the idealists you want enough of that mix to be able to get you over the line but make sure you're alive at the other, mm. other side of it i think so that's vague but i think people can yeah. take something out of that um yeah and give things a go like i think i'm i'm not a massive risk taker by by nature but i've learned a lot about it's i think you've said this before like you actually you get the ball rolling and mm. actually often things actually turn out, turn out well or better than you expected and if they don't well that's a great learning opportunity too so yeah. I've learned a lot about myself over the years on that too so I'd mm. encourage you if, you if you were like me <laughs> then um, yeah you probably just need a bit of encouragement to, mm. to see what could be and not worry about what so, might not be it's like a lot of us have this fear of failing that right we, yeah it's, it's massive what if we try it and it doesn't work yeah and I think what I love about people who have just gotten and done it anyway is well it might not have worked and actually the three things they did before this might not have worked but this one did you know or um, you're just never going to know until you have a go so that's yeah I love that you guys just went hey let's do this but you also went hey let's do this wisely and you know get some people around us and you know do all that kind of stuff as well so it wasn't just you on your own trying to force change Mm. Um, I love too what you said right at the start about you know planting yourselves in this community mm. and wanting to change and or be a part of this community because mm. that's so foreign now to the way of the Western culture that it, we tend to you know buy houses in areas that we like and then travel to wherever work is and you know you might even travel to church on the other side of the city or something because you like that one mm. or, and and we've uh, in a lot of ways, we've lost that sense of local community, mm. and and I love that that's at your heart. And and actually, the space, you know, I know a lot of your customers are locals. Mm. You know, they're people who this is their local, um, this is where they come because it's part of their community, uh, which is, to me, I mean, that's a great thing. Despite all the other good stuff that you're doing, yeah, sure, that, yeah, yeah. That, there's there's a printer going. <laughs> that's we're, we're in a real business, bona fide office here. Um, we'll see what's coming out. Just yeah. uh, all good. Just some just some menu, yeah. menu calculations. There you go. Um, yeah, that that being yeah being in the local community is is important to us, and um, 
I don't know, when I was growing up, I, I did feel that sense of, I just lived locally, my friends lived locally, I went to the local school, and, uh, you know, there's, there's pros and cons of the, the, the urban sprawl of that changing, but I think most people actually do like living in a community where, where they know people, where there's the local cafe to go to, where there's, you know, people do actually value that, um, and I think, you know, I'm hopeful that we can bring that back a little bit in society too, so, yeah. Nice. Um, how can people support what you guys are doing? I mean, people have been hugely supportive. So thank you if you have ever bought anything off us or been encouraging or put in a nice review or recommended us to someone. So I think keep doing that really. Um, is, yeah, every time you come in and buy coffee or uh, if you're running an event and you need T-shirts or bags, you know, I'm... It really comes down to that, that sort of thing. Um, coffee supply, obviously, is another big one. So if you're running a business or or, or a cafe, but you, you, you want to be part of this, then we can um, we can supply you. So, yeah. So, and, if, and if they want to find out about it, where do they go? What, what's the website? I mean, the catch-all for everything, if you go to Addington Coffee, you Google Addington Coffee. Yeah. I think that's the most friendly Google website at the moment, it's SEO website. Um, you can contact us through that and it will get to the right person. So whether it's coffee, apparel, or you want to book your end of your function here, <laughs> um, yeah, let us know. But yeah, we appreciate everyone coming in and, um, you know, it's quite distracting sometimes. I just, I know everyone that comes in here almost. <laughs> and so you're always saying hello to people and yeah. I do love that about it. And I think, gee, what if I work somewhere else? I'd, I don't know what I'd be missing, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks so much for making time to talk to us. Um, I'm sure people will be really inspired by what you've had to say and, and it'll get some wheels turning for some people. Um, yeah, thank you for your heart for people um, and, and for business um, to be able to marry those two things together to do good in the world. And yeah, so thank you for what you're doing to help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Oh, thank you. And as I say, it's been really nice to reflect on things mm. and take a break from the whirlwind to actually think about these things too. So I appreciate you carving out that space as well. I love how down to earth age is about this whole Addington Coffee Co-op joy journey. He's so humble about the difference that he and the team are making and yet so obviously passionate and committed to making a difference. I love the generosity, the care for people, the care for quality and making good products and the fact that after 14 years at this he's open to say that he's still learning how to do good in the world. Age you and your team and the relationships you have forged are such a wonderful example of bringing a bit of heaven down to earth. Here is a blessing for you. May the passion and the compassion that gripped you those many years ago in India continue to drive you to good, seeing opportunities to love and care for people in ways you haven't even thought of yet. May Addington Coffee Co-op continue to hold a special place in the hearts of the people of Addington, Christchurch and further afield, both for its quality and for its compassion. When business gets hard and pandemics force changes, may you be strengthened by those around you who can sow into you the faith, hope and love that you pass on to those around you all the time just by being you. May Joya continue to grow and to thrive, impacting the lives of so many who are empowered, emboldened and valued. 
As you continue to learn ways in which these businesses can do good in the world, may you be encouraged that every little step makes a difference, that every person impacted is worth it. And may you know that there are people being encouraged and inspired that you may never hear of. May you continue to love what you do and to do what you love. And may the bigness of your dreaming be matched only by the bigness of your heart. And finally, may you know you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Thanks to Strawn for the music and Rangi for the karakia. Join me next time for my 50th episode, where I celebrate by talking to Tui award-winning artist, 2022 New Zealand Children's Artist of the Year, Music with Michael. We talk music, collaboration, bringing beauty and joy, loving kids, loving parents, knowing your worth, and so much more. Until then, me inoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi, kia tapu tō ingoa, kia taumai tō rangatiratanga, kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. Humai kia mātou ai nei, he taroma mātou mō tēnei rā. Muro mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei i o te hunga e hara ana kia mātou. Aua hoki mātou e kawia kia whakawaia, engari whakorangia mātou i te kino. Amen.